Hello and welcome to the Marseille View. I'm Stefan, I'll be your host tonight and I'm joined by Ed and Ben. Hi guys. Alright. Hi everyone. Thank you. Um, so tonight, as it's the last game of the season, well, was the last game of the season uh, last weekend, we've got a slightly different format for you. We will look back to last weekend's match against Montpellier, but after that we're going to um, dish out some awards for the season, so we're going to discuss our picks for a number of different awards, and then we're going to discuss the future coach situation, given that since... Um, we last podcasted, Rudy Garcia has departed. Um, and finally, we'll, we'll touch upon a couple of news stories before the end of the podcast. So guys, um, just um, thought we could talk a little bit about Friday night's match against Montpellier. Um, so Marseille were victorious, one nothing, and what was quite a stale game to finish the season off. How did you make of the performance? Uh, it was like a friendly. It was just it was boring as shite. Um, I felt we played okay first half, and then Chaban scored, and then the the mention kind of simultaneously fizzled out of the match as soon as he scored. I mean, he scored another one which was given offside, but it was a a damp squib. It was a damp squib of a match, and I think the atmosphere was was pretty piss poor to be honest with you. And I think Balotelli really earned himself a fine end to what has been a pretty miserable spell at Owen with that red card, which was a, which was just completely out of control and just rash as hell. Almost. Yeah, standard, standard Valatelli. Well, yeah, he nearly caused that ge- geezer, the Montpellier, he nearly uh, forced an amputation after that tackle. Yeah, it was, um, it was, it was hard. No, sorry, it was, it was harsh. I mean, it, it was a harsh challenge, but it, it's Balotelli. We know he's capable of these things. Yeah, I agree with your analysis. The game was pretty stale. Um, I, I was quite disappointed because usually when we when we finish a season at home, we finish with a flourish. Yeah, it was just more of more of the same, and, and you know, a, a fitting end to the, the Rudy Garcia reign, which was incoherent tactics and in, incoherent decision making, notably with the substitutions. But yeah, we'll, we'll get on to that in a minute. I'm sure. Yeah, um, just thinking um, about the actual performance, um, the we didn't really play with much energy, did we? And we didn't really play get to play much football. It was very much a sort of stop and start, scrappy game. Not a lot of free flowing football. And I, I think yeah, neither did Montpellier though. Montpellier didn't didn't help because they they didn't play either. So it just no. was they can we cancelled each other out. Yeah, and, and you, you kind of expect that from Montpellier a little bit, don't you? Because they're quite a defensive team normally. But I just thought maybe, given that it was the last game of the season, the the stakes weren't particularly that high. That I thought we might have tried to play a little bit more like we did the, the previous week against Toulouse. So it was quite disappointing to see that we just... And, and I don't want to take anything away from you know, say Montpellier or anything, because I'm sure they're the type of team that would make it difficult for you to you know, to play your more expressive football, but we just didn't really show any energy or any sort of desire on the pitch, did we? Not really, no. It was, uh, you know, there was only one player that really showed that, and that was Turban. Uh, I didn't see much from Pia. I didn't see much from uh, really any of them. They were very, they almost seemed very like... Gustavo played all right. Yeah, Gustavo played okay, but that was it. I mean, none of them had 
really that much fire in the belly. And even did Montpellier, everyone was quite content with the fact that, hey, we've got fifth and you've got sixth. We can just play a little tea party friendly here and just, I don't know what to say. It, it is our season. We start, we start off mm. okay first half. And then second half, it just crashes down to earth and we go sluggish, slow. And then the other team, they just charge, charge, charge. Yeah, I thought, I thought Gustav, I think if you look statistically, he, he had one of his better games of the season for us. He was um, he made a, a number of key interceptions for saying he was playing at the back again, which we know he's not particularly keen on. Um, I, I actually think that was probably one of his best games at the back for us. And he, he had energy. Um, I'm I'm not sure maybe this is one of your, your topics for the end of, of this analysis, Steph, but he, he put in a shift. He he sort of looked like he went out onto the pitch thinking, this is probably my last game here. I'm going to give it 110%. And that is what it felt like. Sadly, I, I, I'd hate to see him go, but it felt like a bit of a a bit of a last hurrah for him, putting, giving, it, giving it his all and, and showing us what he's capable of before he goes off to China. Apparently, that's where he's headed. Yeah, and I think at the end of the game, he was one of the players, wasn't he, that um, sort of kind of went and did a sort of, applaud, you know, like an applause to the fans. I, the I lap read. of honour. Yeah, yeah, lap yeah. of honour. So the, 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 that's, because usually that's a sign, isn't it, when someone's on their way out. And I was I was kind of, I was looking to see what uh, Sanson and, and Tovan were doing when they, like, when, like, when Sanson came off the pitch, injured and stuff, I didn't see any. Then Tovan came off, he, he got injured. I'm sorry, he got um, interviewed after the game and he was continuing to say that, you know, I'm happy here, I don't have any plans to leave, but obviously it's not just my decision, it's what's best for the club. Um, but So they didn't do anything like that as such, but Gustavo did, so that did make me think, oh, maybe he's not sticking around. <laughs> and then we read after that that the China thing came out, you know, that he's he's apparently keen, so... Yeah, sad to see him. Go. I wouldn't blame him. Like he's, you know, yeah, I wouldn't blame him. But yeah, it's it's a shame that uh, he he is. We've discussed this already, but he is the type. He is the player that should have been given the armband in the summer and should have it should have been made clear to him. Look, you're the heart of this team. You're the leader here. You're the one with the most experience. You've won the Champions League before. We're going to build the team around you. And and instead of that. Garcia faffed about, brought in Strootman in the exact same position, moved him back into defence, which obviously affected him morally and and his performances. And, and yeah, it's a shame that, again, it, it's one of those where more than him having performed well and, and big teams coming in for him, it's more of another one of those where it looks like we've put him in this position where it looks like Garcia was sort of trying to push him away, which is the most frustrating part. Um, I just wanted to um, ask you a bit about Balotelli sending off, because I think that was probably um, sort of one of the most standout moments of the game, because <laughs> well, there wasn't many moments in the game. But um, do you think it was a red card, firstly? Definitely. Yeah. No. 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 No questions. I mean, it's, it's a typical frustrated Balotelli lashes out, goes in a bit heavy. You know, we, there is that old saying about centre-forwards making tackles where they shouldn't do it. Um, I think Gary Lineker was probably the only one who, who could do it and do it right and never got booked in his career, did he, the lads? But, yeah, Balotelli's got a reputation. I think I think very quickly the Montpellier guys, got, defenders, got under his skin. He's obviously been 
you know, I think his head's been elsewhere for four or five games now where he's been half injured and then he's not played away from home and all that crap. Um, I think he just lashed out. Yeah, yeah, he lost it. I feel he was being given a, a ragged run, but this is what happens when you give him time off. This is when what happens when you give him time to go and do his own shit and, you know, fuck off to Brescia to watch his local side play and also put shitty Instagram posts with winning team, even though I haven't won, I haven't won up until, God, since Friday night for fucking ages. So, well, actually, since we beat Toulouse. Um, so, yeah, he'd last out. It was a definite red. It was farcical. The fact Garcia let him get away with it, I mean, you can do that in training, all well and good. But with the gleaming lights on you and 67,000 spectators in front of you, plus the refs, it's, it's a big no-no. You should know that. You can't do that. No matter how experienced you are, no matter what your name is, no matter what you've won, you cannot do that. And I feel Balotelli, really, if somehow he's kept, Gus, the new manager needs to keep him under control so he doesn't do shit like that again. Personally, I want rid of him. <laughs> I think he was a typical panic buy. Let's give Garcia one last chance. It started off well where he got us all those goals at home in, in what was admittedly an easy run of games. You know, in, in the big games, he was he was shite. He was shit against PSG. And, and I think when we remember that, we'll all look back at that whole, um, will he play, will he not play, you know? I don't know about the PSG thing because I I, I think that Although he did, he wasn't he didn't do very much in that game. I think like in the physical battle he had with, I think it was at Silva or Marquinhos, one of the PSG defenders. He was really holding his own. So although he didn't do anything, he actually was giving them a bit of problems physically. And I think that was something that stood out to me in that game. But anyway, I mean, I, I, I meant I meant probably more more in regards of the whole drama that comes with Balotelli and, and the whole build up to that game where will he play? Will he not play? Oh, he's not travelled with the squad. He's got a stomach bug. Oh, he was spotted yeah. at McDonald's in Nice at two a.m. <laughs> it's it's just yeah, but it's all this crap that frankly, in the position we're now in, which is rebuilding from scratch. We could we could do without this fucking bullshit. We don't need someone like that who thinks that they're a diva and who's got an ego when clearly the, the objective is, is, well, from what we can see with signing all of the youngsters and stuff, the, the objective is going to be to, to breed them into the team, blood them, and, and you need experienced players who lead by example. He's not one of them. He isn't. He never has been. Okay. Um, think just on that note, actually, about the youngsters, that uh, was going to be my final question about this game was just that I was a little bit disappointed that Garcia didn't um, take the opportunity in the final game of the season to bring in some of the younger players so we had an issue um, fullback with a lot of players out and it looked like we might get to see Ali Mohamed play in the end Garcia decided to bring in Ocampos at left back and similarly with the goalkeeper position as well I felt that um you know, um, he could have gone for uh, Dia, given him a chance, but we, we saw Perry, uh, as always, even though Perry's likely to leave, isn't he, in the summer? And then finally, like, in midfield, there was, uh, I felt that when, um, well, I mean, he was I don't think he was in the group anyway, but, you know, seeing um, Sanson go off and bringing on Hubochan, again, there was an op- another opportunity where we could have brought in a younger player like Ali Mohamed, or had he been in the 
picked in the group. Uh, exactly. Filippo No. Filippo No. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it just felt like mm. why, why, why wouldn't he do that? I mean, what's he got to lose? He's not. He's leaving. They, they nobody cares about the result. Um, and I don't know. I think it would have just been. It would have been better for Marseille as a club for him to have just done that for the last game. Give some minutes to people and let you know the it's, club. It's classic Rudy Garcia. Yeah. yeah. So I was really upset oh. about that. I'm really annoyed. Well, it's most more frustrating, case. especially yeah, especially when you see that you've got Gustavo in defence. You you sort of you know for me the logical choice would be yeah go on you know bring bring Ali Mohamed on and move Gustavo into midfield in the place of Sanson and, and you can you can keep the sort the same sort of system at the back by by bringing someone else into that defence. But it's yeah, it's just to the image of, of Rudy Garcia, which has been in, incoherent choices, incoherent team selections, and you know it almost felt like a, a fucking testimonial for Huber Chan, Pelé, and, and a number of those guys. Where you know, thanks for your loyal services, thanks for for training all season, mate. Here you go, we'll give you half a game. See you later. You know, it's, it's just it's just it, it is very disappointing. I forgot Thomas Huber Chan existed till Friday night. I thought he'd gone. I thought he'd vanished off the end of the earth. Uh, but the fact he doesn't play the unplayers, it just shows Garcia's mentality. He plays Hubert Chan, who has been stuck on planet Mars for about 2,000 years, decides to come back to Earth and then particularly Marseille for a game. Uh, you've got Johan Pelé, who had one good season, but he's just done training all year. You know, where we've got young goalkeepers who could do the job. Uh, and then he sticks a campus at left back, which he's not... He's not there for. So yeah, and again at home he plays five at the back, doesn't he? It's it's just it's it's completely incoherent. It's depressing. It's depressing. The fact, I mean, it's like a country club. It's like an old folk home where all the old players who used to be good in about 2013, 2014, they come to play here. I mean, what are we an MLS side or something for all these old guys? <laughs> For God's sake. Huber Chan was never good, though. That's the problem. He wasn't that I mean, bad, though, was he? He was just never... No, he's not he wasn't. Bad. He was never great. He was never good, really, but he was never bad, either. Yeah, I'd yeah no, and I don't and blame him. I mean, look, was no, it Passy, Passy and Labrune signed him just before the club got sold? So, look, you, you bring him in. I'm not going to fault the guy. He's not the most talented player we have, but he, I don't think he's... You know, he behaved by the sound of things. He was a good professional played in the reserves when he was needed, although my understanding is he didn't play very often for the reserves either. So yeah, I don't I don't blame him. I just blame the management, the, the, the man management of Garcia who went after that game against Lyon. I think we discussed this a couple of weeks ago and, and even last week. Play the kids. Play the kids. What have you got to lose? Yeah. Give you know, blood them a bit, give them a run out. And at least they, you know, if you keep them or whether you keep them or you don't, if you know that you're going, then at least you can leave with pride saying, oh, I was the guy who gave that, that player his first start. But he, he just doesn't seem to give a fuck. Well, no, I, no. well, if you were leaving, why would he? But uh, I'd expect a little bit more, a little bit more respect. But clearly, Garcia has fuck all, to be honest with you. And I don't think the board gave much of a fuck about them either. The board just said, right, we're in the shit, we're in trouble, these experienced players are not turning up. You need to play some of the kids. Did anything get said or did, did it fuck? This is all down on the board and the football management who have shafted these kids who want game time, who will now probably be sold in the summer 
to some random club in Division 2 who are going to probably go down to the amateur divisions, all because they were not given a, ta- t- a chance because nah. Big Ed Garcia didn't w- want them. That's typical. We'll, we'll see about that. It depends It depends on who comes in as manager, but I, I wouldn't be surprised to see at least a couple of them go out on loan. But the, we do have players like Ali Mohammed in, in positions where we need players. And why wouldn't you bring him in? And if you're not going to start him, then fuck Amavi off, loan him or sell him, but tell him he's going to be the substitute and he'll play 10 or 15 games. So there are positions where we have youngsters that we've signed professional contracts where we actually need them in those positions. There are others like Philippe Honor, who sadly, depending on departures, Gustavo Streetman, who knows who else could leave Sanson, there may be an opening for him. But if, if, if only one of those players leaves then let's face it, he's not going to get much game time. So it's a difficult situation. Mm. Um, I think we'll just finish up for this game, actually. I wanted to kind of move on because there wasn't too much to say um, about the actual match. Um, And I want to, like, because we've got a lot to get through tonight. Um, So I said that we would, like, you know, discuss some sort of of end-of-season awards. Um, Okay, so um, if you don't mind, we'll just move on to that. Um, firstly, the, well, I thought what we would do is um, just maybe if we all just nominate, like, so you know, we'll discuss our nominee, our nominee for each award, and then if we come to a consensus, we'll, we'll make a decision out of the three of us, you know, about who gets what, you know. So, uh, like, first one we'll start off with is Player of the Season. We've got five awards, right? So, but. Um, so, bit to get through, but now I want to talk about the coach later on as well. After, so we can keep some space for that. But, um, so yeah, the five awards. So the first one we'll talk through is Player of the Season, the obvious one. Um, it's quite. It was quite. We put a poll out um, on Twitter the other day, and it was quite difficult to. I want. I don't want to say the results right now because I'd rather hear what you have to say about each each player first. But um, it was quite difficult actually. Getting a number of players to you know think putting a number of players in contention that actually have had a good season rather than you know a few good games or a good first bit of the season and a, you know and then being you know disappointing another second half of the season for example. Um, firstly, I maybe go with you, Ben. Um, who do you think should be um, Marseille's player of the season? Well, it, it comes down to two players for me, Sakai because. For me, he's a personal favourite. He's a fan favourite. He, he, he rarely puts a foot wrong. He's consistent. He gives it his all. And, and he, you know, he, he was rewarded last week with his, his first league goal of his career. I think I don't think he scored in Germany when he played there. Um, and it was a really good goal as well. I, I just think he's been the most consistent player. And he's been the only one that you cannot fault, maybe apart from one game, um, but he's the only one you can look at and say whenever he was called upon, he did the job. Um, and then secondly, I, I think this is more, well, this is your favourite, Steph, we know this, <laughs> but Campos is probably the second one. And purely, yes, I think, again, the effort and, and the times he was called upon and, and times when he was least expected, notably a way to, was it Reims, where, where he scored that curler into the top corner, which was a brilliant goal. Um he, he's been good. I think he's come back. He started poorly. He realised he'd started poorly and then he picked himself up and, and 
pushed on and actually put a few good performances together and find the en- found the energy that he had last season where he was a busybody running around all the time. But statistically, again, it's not good enough for me, which is why, for me, it's Sakai. Okay, so you're going for Sakai. That's good. All right, um, Ed, what about you? Who, who would be your pick for player of the season? Well, gentlemen, you know my passionate stance on this, and I'm going to go with Sakai. Um, <laughs> All right. Yes. Sakai. Yes. But the reasons are, uh, the reasons are, he plays with his heart in his sleeve. He gives 110%. He's a warrior, in my view, and he is not. He is the reason why he's given the nickname the Millionaire Japanese, because he is an absolute titan. I, he's not. The, he's not the greatest player in the world, but he's a damn good player. He, Gives a shift. He's been the only player that I've been. I could say I'm proud to have in my team. I'm proud to have him at the left back position, running down, sorting out right and, back, right back shit. Or sorry. left back, yeah. Left back. Okay, oh yeah, left yeah. Back. He's done well okay. in both. He's done well in both. No, you're yeah. right. Actually, yeah. He, he, when he was at left back, he's done fucking better than Amavi has all season. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, he's played supremely well, and I feel that I think we should possibly make him captain next season he's done that well I think he deserves to be captain I don't think he can communicate well with a lot of the players though I think because Garcia has um, talked about this a lot that his French isn't I think it's non-existent so I think I don't think he would be able to be captain for that reason that he's not able to speak well with the players and I don't you know, don't think he speaks English either so um, or any other common language no, but I'm, I'm you, you mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. Ed, you mean he leads by example, don't you? That's yes. what you mean. Yeah, he, he leads. He's the only one who, when the chips are down, he doesn't give up. But yeah. cool, so. yeah, good. Um, I mean, I, personally, I was, and and it's not because of the comments I made on the first podcast, Ben, about um, <laughs> about um, right, I know you're getting that right, but um, the uh, yeah, I was going to pick Campos. Um, I was. Um, I had a thought, think about this, and I, I think it was it wasn't actually that easy for me to come to this decision. I thought about Sakai, really like Sakai for all the reasons that you guys have mentioned. He was never a player that the first year that he came to him, I was like, yeah, he's all right, but I mean, it's like you know, it's not really the kind of quality of player that I, I want to see to him. But he's proven me wrong over time. But actually, I think for large chunks of the season, Sakai wasn't playing, and he kind of won his place um, later on in the second half of the season, which I also you could say is a testament to how well he's done. Um, But I'm going for Ocampos because he's been, um, you know, when fit and available, he's usually in the first 11. And his his choice is purely about his work ethic and the fact that he's trying hard every game. And especially in recent weeks and months, he's kind of been leading by example, you know, and try, he's been fighting while everyone else had given up still. So I was going to go for Ocampos. I had, and I know everyone's going to think this is crazy because everyone's been giving him such a hard time, but I did think about Tovan just purely because, well, he's a top goal scorer by quite a long way and he has scored lots of important goals and first half of the season, I mean, he was surely the best player. Maybe Sanson had a good first few months as well, but... um but he's been so poor in, in recent months that I've had to say, well, it's not enough in it. So I'll go, I, I was going to go with a campus. Yeah. But um, I do, but yeah, I'm outvoted on this one. So um, okay, um, Sakai <laughs> wins player of the season. Marseille View, player of the season. Yeah, 
fair enough. And um, I, I guess Yay! the thought if you'd said to me last summer or any time before that we'd be saying our two choices for player of the season would be Sakai and Ocampos, I would have been like, it's pretty dire. But, you know, fair play to them both. They've been hard workers. Yeah, and it, it, it's you're right in the analysis that, you know, I, I wish, I'm sure we'd all wish we were sitting here saying Payet or Tovin or Sanson because they've scored loads of goals and they've they've been instrumental in our season. But the fact is, the season has been this poor that we, we're resulting in, in having to pick the right back as the best player. Well, it's classic um, that, you know, your big star, silky attacking players not sh- not not showing the drive when there's little to play for, you know. Last year we had the Europa League run, we were fighting for third place. They get those guys, you know, were playing well this year. Yeah, I think they were. Yeah, I think they were. They were more playing to for France yeah, I think as well. Payet yeah. And yeah, exactly. That's. I think that's what was driving Payet. Without the incentives, though, you know, you see that they 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 don't. They didn't show up, whereas players like Sakai and Ocampos this season have showed that it doesn't matter how shit we were, they were willing to graft, you know, every game. But, uh, now, now we've started ripping on them, have you got an award for worst player? We do have an award <laughs> for worst player, so should we, should we do that one now? Uh, that, that should be unanimous, but go for it. Right, so I know who my worst player this season is, but I'll let you guys go first. So, um, yeah, Ben, do you want to go first again? Payet, uh, Payet, just... His attitude and, and his performances after October, I think he scored that screamer at home against Gungon. After that, he was absolutely dreadful um, on the pitch and then even worse when he wasn't playing. And it, he seems, I think, he's the type of player that when it's going well, he will be the shining light and he will be the technical leader of the team. When it's going badly, I think he'd just have that, that recurring attitude problem where he, he, he fucks about in the dressing room and, and drags everybody down. And the fact that he has the armband as well doesn't plead in his favour because he was the player we, we were all looking to after last season and his stellar performances to continue and carry the team. And it's, yeah, he's just let us down and, and he's let himself down. Statistically, his season is horrendous. Horrendous. Mm. What about you, Ed? Oh, who was your choice for a worst player of the season? Oh, how much time have you got? Um, <laughs> you can only name uh, one you player. Can't, you can't, yeah, and you, you can't pick Gassio, Ed. You can't pick the no, 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 no. Wait, wait for a minute. Um, although Payet has been utterly dreadful and has played like the Hindenburg, um, I would, <laughs> I would, pl- I would pick Adil Rami, the biggest twelfth man that the opposition could have ever. <laughs> This man, <laughs> this man is a complete fraud. He first started moaning about World Cup burnout. It was February, and he didn't do play any time. But he is not. It's not that I'm most frustrated at. It's the fact that he consistently made cock ups. We all knew that from the first week, first few weeks of the season. That oh, hang on, we've got a liability here. Who can remember the game against Monaco? We should have won that. that Three nil, and then oh, he's given them two goals. Oh, great! Now we've got to rely on Jim Man to get us the last minute equaliser. And then who can remember? Yeah, especially the... in that game. Yeah. yeah. And then who can? Sorry, last minute winner. And then who can forget the shit penalties he conceded? All the wank performances he produced. The only thing that was interesting and was remotely good about this man's performance this season was Pamela Anderson. 
and the way she stood up to the club. <laughs> apart from that, yes. the, the, apart from that, the Rami should hang themselves, should hang their heads in shame. Right. Okay. Um, I'm I'm quite surprised at both your choices actually. Um, they're not who I've picked, so it's quite interesting. And I just like in reply to that both of your choices. Firstly, I, I mean, Rami, like, I get Ed, he's been shit, but he only played 16 games, right, in Leanne, right? So, 16 I mean, too many! <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, there's like, a reason for that, yeah, there's a reason for that, Jesus. Maybe, but Pyatt as well, like, I mean, I'll just check right now, how many games did he play? He can't have played many. He played, um, I think he played 27 or 26 or 27. Okay, so Pyatt played 31 games in Ligue 1, okay, I stand corrected. But, I mean, Jesus it, it Christ. Felt, I know, I don't remember that, and it felt like he hadn't been playing for a very long time for large chunks of the season, but yeah, they've both been shit. I, f- I feel like Payet, though, I, I don't really blame him so much. I felt like he'd never really got a really good run in the team of starting. He was just constantly, like, out the team and then he was briefly brought in and then he was out injured and, you know. So, I, he wasn't my choice. Um, my choice, I think you're going to know who I'm going to say and I'm really surprised that none of you have said it, but Mondonda. He was fucking terrible at times this season. He made so many mistakes. He mostly coming out off his line really, really slowly and then giving away penalties or getting sent off. I don't know how many times he came out off his line and did something horrific this season. It must be four four, four or five times or something. Like I saw him come out and he did something completely um, erratic and you know, mistimed and cost us either goals or points or whatever. Um, so, yeah, for me, Mondonda was just really, really poor. And I've always liked Mondonda. And, it was, yeah, so I'm, it was hard for me to watch him be so painfully shit. Yeah, the fall from grace has been, it's been terrible, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and I felt that he didn't even also like produce a lot of great saves and great moments like he would normally do his great moments were were, were minimal in the last season um, and his attitude his body language was poor throughout the season he just seemed like he was he didn't want to be there he looked annoyed all the time he looked he just didn't look right you know he looked overweight didn't look fit um really disappointing season for a player that's you know well has been captain of the come yeah is, is is supposedly a club was seen as a club legend i think well, he's he, the most appearance he's ever the most he, capped or, player yeah. yeah the most capped player for us ever yeah so yeah I was, yeah but the thing the thing is can i add to that he didn't mm-hmm. turn up for the big game so even against Toulouse, if you saw the set the goals that Toulouse scored against him you know he was down like a beach whale i know it was like he's eaten three banquets before going out do you know like it sounds daft but i the other a few weeks ago i was walking down the street and it was when it was really really hot and i saw someone with a dog and a dog just like lay down on back on the ground like like just like mandanda when he fell because it was so hot it was so tired <laughs> i just did this kind of like backwards fall over and roll onto his back yeah and it was really funny that's exactly what Steve Mandanda's dive was like that game. It was just like the slowest like fall to the ground, you know. It was like, oh, I'm fed up, too tired. No, it's just been gonna, bad. Like, just going mean, like, to roll over it's... here. Um, it was so bad. I mean, he's in, he's supposed to be an athlete. Yeah, but he's 34 years old. He's, I think we've, we, we knew when he came back. I think the disappointing thing is as well, when he came back from Crystal Palace, he looked the slimmest I think he's ever been. He looked sharp. 
he looked like he'd, right, he'd done yeah. some muscle work. We had the video first... boxing, yeah, and he looked exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. For the first few months, he looked he looked good, and then I think he fell back into the old comfort lifestyle of the kebab shop on the corner, and all all the, God knows what else he was doing. The the pizza yeah. trucks on the on the on the street <laughs> on the street wing. Uh, probably, the wine, yeah. The the French, I mean, what's the French equivalent of bargain booze? He probably spent a few nights <laughs> in there getting wine. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, for me, for me, I picked Payet just because of the outlay and, and the money he's earning, and it's it's just very fucking frustrating to think that Iro and Garcia signed signed him as the figurehead of the project, and he's let's face it, he's been back for two years and a half, and he's he's performed well for probably six out of those those twenty four months, which is it's just it's just disgraceful. You you expect more from a player that you signed for thirty million in a position where where our club is is in. And it's to give him the armband and everything, I think it's just it's too much. It's way too much pleading in, in against him. Okay. Um it's interesting that none of us mentioned Jordan Amafi or Kevin Strickman, but I guess there was just too many players for us to, to go through that have had such terrible seasons. Well they're they're just consistently shit. I mean Amavi is, is shit and I don't think anybody will hold it against him that he's he's just not good enough and that's the way it is. We've known that for a while. Streetman it's a bit harsh because, you know, he obviously didn't arrive in a very favourable context and the noise is coming out this week is that he's been told, you're on the move, son, you've got to go. I don't think any of it is his fault, sadly. Okay, um, so we've, one of us needs to budge, right? And, and, and so we can pick one player for the last player of the season. And you're budging. We are picking Robbie. No, I'll, I'll agree with Steph. I'll go with Mondanda just because... Uh, just because, yeah, he, it, uh, beyond his performances, the whole the whole noises in the background about him being frustrated and not being given the, the armband automatically and shit. It's not for fuck's sake, mate. Who do you think you are? You know, we've we've he, done you a favour. Sorry, didn't he start crying when he didn't get the armband as well? <sighs> who knows? Look, well, none of us were there, but it's just look. Who do you think you are? We dug you out of a hole. You were in the shit situation at Crystal Palace. We brought you back as our starting goalkeeper. And you've just gotten progressively fatter and progressively worse. And not only that, but you just, why would you give him the fucking armband? He's not a leader. You can just see it in his face. He just looks lost and, and terrified most of the time. And it's just like, it, it, yeah, he's been a very big disappointment because just the fall of grace, I think, Steph, as you said, is, is the fact that he was, for so many years, our most consistent performer. And the fact that he's gone inconsistent as well as all the others, it just adds injury to insult. I think it's because, on the opposite of Rami, Ed, um, Rami's only had 16 games. And yes, 16 games too many, but Mondoldas had 45 odds. And he's, he's, not been out, he's not been exceptional or even more than a 6 out of 10 in one of those 45 games. Yeah. Should we agree then, Mondanda then, was played of the season? <sighs> yeah, fine. Relu- reluctantly, reluctantly, yeah. I'd, I'd like to nominate all of them, but yeah, we'll go for Mondanda. We'll tweet him a picture of a wooden spoon or something. <laughs> <laughs> Next one is um, best young player. Um, Ed, do you want to go first? Best young player? Who's your? Yes, pick? I'll go. F- I'll, I'll go first. I'm going to go with uh, Kamara. Um, I think he's played really well this season. At centre back, he has been a great relief from R- R- Rami. Um, I think that if we can build this team around people like players like him, I think we'll be okay. 
I think we'll be all right in the future. But we've got to keep him. And I'll be sad if it's only one season with him. So let's. So if my player, best best young player of the year, I'm going Bubakar Kamara. What What about you, Ben? No, I, I well, yeah, I have to agree. And it, it was going to well, he's been the most consistent young player. And granted, he was put in the team and had a good run in in October, November. Then he was taken out for some obscure reason and then put back in a few months later. Um, yeah, he, he's up there, and, and for me, Chele Takar is, is a close second just because of the way he, he picks him up, himself up against the adversity. And if I could, I'd nominate that partnership because that partnership seems like it has potential for us. Um, but yeah, Kam- Kamara has been outstanding, in, notably in some of the big games. Brilliant. Okay, so um, my pick also was Bibakar Kamara, so easy one there. Um, and for much of the same reasons as you all mentioned, but um, mostly because I think that his composure for such a young player is is really impressive. And although he's made some mistakes in recent games, but for much of the season, he's been so composed on the ball. He doesn't doesn't panic under pressure. He plays like a much more mature and intelligent player than his age suggests. And I hope... I think and hope that he will have a really, really big future ahead of him. I see his potential is just enormous. I, I, I'm, I don't know so much about in the physical aspect. Is he fast enough? Is he strong enough to really go to the top level? But maybe he can improve that, you know, um, in, in over the years. Um, but certainly looks really, really good te- technical player, very intelligent and good on the ball for a defender. Maybe his future might not even be... I know Garcia liked him as a midfielder before, and I didn't really think he was a midfielder. I thought he was a defender. But maybe because of the physical qualities or the lack of pace in the future, maybe he will be a midfielder. But um, nonetheless, whatever position he plays, he's looked like a good, a really good young player and one that hopefully we can keep as long as possible, especially young players from Marseille, produced by the club, we need to keep them as long as possible, you know, So and develop them to become stars for this team um, and leaders of this team, future captains of the club, you know. Oh, hopefully. He's already come out and said that clearly his his desire is to stay and, and win for the club and do well for the club. So, as we know, this, this has happened before when players say that and then we need the money, so we sell them. But I think he is probably one of them where he will stay at least one more season unless an exceptional offer comes in. Yeah, okay. Which so, is good. Yeah, well, good. So we all agree on Bilbao Kamara. That one was easy. So the next award was for best goal. So, in fact, no, we'll do, before we do best goal, we'll do best match. Um, and this one's a bit trickier, I found, to think about examples of a great match this season. Um who wants to go first? Ed, maybe do you want to go first again? Best match? Um oh god. This is probably the most awful awful uh, section you've given us. <laughs> uh I would have to say the game against Monaco at their place. I thought it was a, a thrilling game. And at the time it brought up a lot of hope because Monaco had been this top three side and that they were you know, they were in the Champions League and I thought there was a hope of change that hey, this could be the year we get Champions League. And it was a good game to watch. It was a good game. And plus, we'd been there time and time before and we got spanked 6-1 or been spanked, you know, 2-3-1. And it's just, 
now I think I think I look back at that game and I think it was a full storm, but I will look back on it very fondly. It's a good game. And it was a good goal by Valerie Germain, who in hindsight has had a better season than they did last year. But hey, what do we know? Mm. No, I agree. I'd, I'd go for that game as well. Just the first half of that game is, has been our best 45 minutes of this season. And, you know, Payet looks on fire. Mitroglu had his arguably his best, you know, his best performance for us throughout the rest of the game. He was good in the second half as well. I think he was instrumental in, in Tulvan's equaliser when we were 2-1 down. Yeah, it was it was our best game, certainly the first 45 minutes. And again, you know, I think that was Streetman's first start and he looked the part. He looked solid. He was technical. He was a calming presence in midfield. Whenever he got the ball, he, he passed it forwards. We, I think all of us watched that game and thought, fucking hell, here we go. We finally got, this is our strongest 11. This is the team that's going to play consistently for the rest of the season. You know, off we go. Long may it continue. And we all know what happened after that. But yeah, it was that that was probably the most exhilarating game of football we've had this year. Right. Um, I'm I, also, I picked that game as well. But I, I was quite surprised that I thought, I didn't think you guys would pick that game. I thought I was going to be... Um, the only one raising it. Um, I thought it might have got lost and forgotten by now, but but yeah, I also chose that game for pretty much the, all the same reasons as you did. That's how bad the season has been. There's nothing else to choose from. <laughs> yeah, and but yeah, I agree. It was like with you, Ed, when you you know you're saying that um, it was the first time that we saw us beat win one of the big games against a big club um top four team is it you know as they were, were calling them at the start of the season um which these are away games, as well exactly and these are games that we were you know we were, i think we lost this fixture what, what was it six one the year before um yeah, so we four nil down at half time yeah so yeah that that game it was like oh you know maybe we're finally like over this huddle you know um and as you said Ben, some of the performances like Strutman and stuff, the experienced players, you know, putting a real shift. The, you know, we we it looked like we were pretty solid. And I know Monaco weren't in great form, um, but it, I don't know. I just it gave me sort of probably what was false hope for the season, thinking that we could finally we were going to break into the top three. We get, you know, we were ready to mix it up with like so Leon and Monaco, and you know. So I think but, after after that game, we went second after that win. I think or joint second, and that that was when we all thought, right, here we go. But yeah, it just fizzled out. Yeah, I had considered actually the first game of the season against Toulouse, just purely because we hammered them and we looked really we were you know coasting and it looked like we'd started the season off in a really positive confident you know um mood much like not well kind of building on from what how we'd finished the last season you know that well we, we know we're a good team we're going in the right direction but it wasn't a particularly standout game in the same way that the monaco one was um so yeah um well, that was easy yeah we all agree best game of the season um three two victory over monaco um and finally um, last category, which was goal of the season, um, I think I own. We all, I think we're all going to see the same goal, but um, let's just. Ben, do you want to go first? Oof. Um, Payet's goal against Gungor was was brilliant for the, the you know the execution and, and the distance. Um, I think Ocampos's goal against Hans for the the sort of fluke where it bounced, but he still killed it into the top corner. 
Um, it's hard to say. I think it's, it's one of those two for me, and I'd probably go for Payet. Okay. What about you, Ed? Uh, I'm in the same boat with, with Ben. I think Payet's going against Gale was just spectacular. It was it was amazing. And that, that was that 45 minutes against Gangle in the second half against them was probably our best half of football, I think. I think it was where we thought, okay, we've got the firepower, we've got the world, we've got the spirit, we can do it. And then next game, the plane started to crash. That's the way it was. But that goal against Gangle was truly spectacular. You know, you look at it the next morning and you've got people, people viewing it thinking, wow, Marseille on fire. Yeah, BT Sports shared it, didn't they, on their Twitter, and it went viral. I mean, every people at work were saying, "Wow, right? Marseille looked like they they killed it last night. Look at this goal." Yeah. Oh well, they should have seen our performance in the Europa League, and then they were thought they're maybe killing it, but in the opposite direction. Maybe maybe their Champions League hopes, but hey. I mean, if I if I wanted to be really vicious, I would pick a I would pick one of. Rami's free own goals. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, same as you guys, Pirates go, I think, not really much. Of, I, I don't think there's any... There were some few other good goals, like the Ocampos one, Germain scored a nice goal recently. From, Against Strasbourg, yeah. Yeah, but Pirates goal was special. It was just a stunning finish, you know, from like, vol- well, volley from outside the box, side-footed volley. Just absolutely stunning, and the kind of the kind of goal that few players in the world could execute that. And Payet is frustrating a player he is. He does just have absolutely exquisite technique. Um, so yeah, I mean for that reason, I think no contest his goal was the most spectacular goal of the season, and possibly should be in the running for best goal of the season in the whole league. You know, I know Mbappe scored some right crackers um, this season, but. Um, yeah, I would expect Pye to be in the, you know, like his his goal to be in nominated. Yeah, in top five. Yeah, I don't know if what the the league and awards what they've picked, but, but I, I would be surprised if it was overlooked. Um, I don't okay, think it's been picked yet. Nah. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's that's that. We'll wrap that up then. That's that for the awards then. Um, so then that kind of leads us to well, we're we'll finishing with that. We can move on to our next topic, which is the one we probably all want to talk about because we've been talking about it all week, um, and it's the coach situation. So Garcia is gone now. Um, since we since we had po- last podcast, he, um, he's departed following the match against Montpellier. Um, over the last week, we've seen us linked to set different names. You know, sort of um, the press. Um, pushing out different names is in uh, you know leading the way for to take over from Garcia so last week we started off we were all talking about Gabriel Heinzer and then that kind of seemed to cool down and then some suggestion that it would be Blanc and then in recent you know days it seems that Vilas Boas has emerged as the the top candidate at the moment what are your thoughts guys firstly maybe on the candidates themselves like how do you rate them? Uh, he, he ends. He used to play for Marseille, but what he needs a bit more time as a coach. Uh, then you got candidates like Lamarche, who really fizzled out at uh, at at Rennes. Rennes, yeah, Rennes. Yeah, I got it right first time. Um, Villas Boas. I really don't want him. I'm sorry. This guy failed at Chelsea. He failed at Tottenham. Do you really think he's going to come out, come to Marseille? 
and turn it around like he's some sort of magician. He won't do anything. He's just not good enough. Um, and then you've got things like Blanc and Passy have been rumoured to be coming back in the dual coalition of hell. Um, but out of the list of candidates, which includes also Leonardo Jardim, I would take Blanc and Passy. Let's just go for a stab in the dark. It's, it's worth a shot. I don't particularly like them. You don't have to particularly love the guys, but we've got to do something. If these two can deliver, then so be it. I'll take Blanc and Passy. Okay. Who do you think it's going to be, though, Ed? Oh, it'd probably be Village Boss. What about you, um, Ben? What are your thoughts? So, in terms of coaches, again, look, we, we started with all these bullshit rumours last week. I, I honestly think the Lamushi thing was a troll. Um, I, I don't think he was ever considered. Abby Bay was another one who, it's not the right time, but I would like him to be brought in the club at a certain function, not necessarily as the manager yet, but I think we could do with someone like him who clearly knows football and who clearly loves the club. I'd be he's happy really, to see him come in. He, as a player as well, he really, I thought, I yeah, he, he was a captain. He was a good captain, leader on the pitch, you know, he, he, he was a really hard worker and good attitude. Yeah, and he played and, in a, he played in the European final for us and he, he, he stayed through thick and thin and he saw the good times and the bad times. But, we now seem to be narrowing it down to Andre Villas-Boas, who, again, I'm, I'm going to reserve judgment. I've never liked the guy, but I've never disliked him either. Um, I think I disagree with you, Ed, when you say that he fucked up at Tottenham. I think he, he was one of the reasons that Tottenham are, are where they are now, because he did all right. He wasn't exceptional, but he, he consistently got them doing well in, in big games, apart from a couple of hiccups against City or Liverpool. Um, I, I think he, I think for, for the journey he's been on and his experience tactically of having worked with Mourinho and a number of other big coaches, I think beggars can't be choosers at this stage. I'd, I'd take him and I'd, I'd certainly give him time and see what he comes up with and see who we sign and where we go from there. And I wouldn't I wouldn't start slagging him off before I've seen 10, 15 games and we have an idea of the style of play and, and the results. Um, I, I, the Laurent Blanc uh, situation seems to have fizzled out. He seems to be linked with Sevilla. Sim, funnily enough, so is Rudy Garcia, which is, it'd be funny to see which one of those two fuck-ups ends up there. I think Blanc um, expect, has been linked with Roma as well recently. Yeah, yeah. So. Blanc's been linked with Roma. So, and and Gasser's already fucked up there, so he's not <laughs> yeah. going to be linked with them either. Um, and recent rumours today, the latest is that there is a bigger name in the fold than, than Andrew Villas-Burs. And look, I, I can't think of anybody else than, than Jose Mourinho for that. And I, I have heard rumours that he was due to meet with Frank McCourt today. Where did um, you hear that? It, it was... Um, Someone who works at the Intercontinental, the hotel. Apparently, Mourinho's been staying there for a couple of weeks now. But again, no, this is this is hearsay and this is what people say on Twitter. We we, we won't know until it's done. All, all the signs seem to be pointing to, towards Villas Boas, but we'll only know by the end of this week, I imagine. And um, I think like it was uh, uh, Guillaume Tapi that, um, that posted that tweet this morning about the bigger name. Is that a... Do you think that he's quite a reliable source normally, no? Or not? I, I, he's I mean, all right. Yeah, he's all right. But you've got to remember that 
he, he's just relaying the info and, and one of his main sources is France Football who we all know yeah. have got a they, they said it used to be a really good paper I, I loved reading that as a kid but I understand now France Football's got really bad for just writing a lot of junk um, well, it's, seems it's, yeah it's L'Equipe's second newspaper in a way so it's um, I don't know I mean the, the interesting thing with the Villas situation is that allegedly and this is Tapi and, and other so, sources as well this seems like it's Zubar Zaretta's choice, which would be interesting because it would mean that he sees himself working with him and he thinks that they can come up with a decent list of signings. Look, as long my for me, my personal preference goes to a foreign coach, someone who's going to bring new ideas, who's not going to be, you know, sort of Alan Pardew or a Sam Allardyce of Liga which is the types of La Mouchy or Gasset. And respect to Gasset, he's had a good season with Saint-Étienne, but I want fresh ideas. I want a fresh approach. I want Marseille to be different. I don't want us to be doing the same shit as someone else. And Galtier is the only French coach I would have. And I, frankly, I wouldn't see. I don't see him leaving. So. You want Stéphane as well, yeah. Guy Stéphane, well, Julien th- there Stéphane. are rumours. Sorry, Julien Stéphane, sorry, who's Guy Stéphane's brother. Apparently, that there are rumours that he's, he's unhappy and there's a bit of unsettlement at, at Rennes. But again, it's it's a difficult one because Rennes have got European football next season and we haven't. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't know how I feel about this. I'm, I'm kind of a bit disappointed in about Villa, Villas-Boas if it's him um, because I feel that... I, I, I mean, I agree that I'm not sure I totally blame him for his failures at Spurs. I don't I didn't follow them that well, though. But I do feel that maybe when he left um, Porto and got went to Chelsea, I think maybe he just went to Chelsea too early in his career. And um, I know that a lot of the experienced players had issues with him. They like seemed like they weren't. The the press were reporting that they weren't respecting him. And I, so I kind of feel like his time at Chelsea was maybe just you know a, a poorly a, a poor choice of career move. A bit you of know? a blip. Yeah, maybe he sh- he should have waited a f- couple more seasons before he went to a club like that. Um, when then with Spurs, I don't know. I didn't really follow them, so I don't know. Um, I, but I understand that um, under v- Villas Boas, they didn't do very well. I think they lost uh, some big games, you know, against big opposition by quite significant margins. If I, I'd read somewhere, so yeah, they got battered away. An Anfield seven nil or something. Yeah, so similar to like Garcia for us, you know, which doesn't inspire me with much hope. Um, and I understand that he's done all right since he's, you know, he's gone further east. But um, I'm not sure about him. I don't know. Is he a coach that, um, you know, he his time has gone. You know, he's not the he's not going to be the coach that we thought he was going to be. You know, he's not the talent that he was that that he, I guess had shown early in his career or is it the case that he is a really good coach and that he's just made some bad career choices um, and that we're yet to see the best of him I don't know, I'm I'm worried about his um, personality actually I'm not sure if he's the right man for Marcy I think that he's probably an okay tactician I would have thought, Um, it can't be worse than Garcia He's he's a very good tactician but he's, again it's but he's had he's issues defensive. with players. He's defensive. I, I've, you know, that, that's my worry. Is because he the right guy to manage the players? Is he close to the players? He's never played as a player. Um, some players might not respect him. But then, I don't, Mourinho didn't either, did he? But um, no, no. It's, 
I, I, I'm just going to resume it to beggars can't be choosers. If we're lucky enough to get a coach in who has has won a European Cup before and has has had some success abroad, although notably in, in minor leagues such as Russia and China, he's still managed some some, some big players out there, and, and you still need to be somewhat good to get results and win a title in any league. I, I say give him time. Whoever it is, give him time. If they're a name like Villas-Boas or someone else, I, I will give him time before I judge. Yeah. I mean, I think um, one thing that worries me, though, is the, the salaries that the um, quote that's been floating around um, the, the news today, which is that they were going to offer Villas-Boas 600000 a month, which seems like an awful lot of money. I don't know how much that works out a year, but that's millions, isn't it? So that's that's before tags apparently, but uh, but then then also throughout today there's been all sorts of conflicting rumours. Some one source has come out and said that's that's him and his staff included. Another source has come out and said that's that is his pre-tax salary. So in reality, he'll be earning the same as as Garcia after tax. Okay. Um, who, who knows? Look, we, we'll never know the true numbers anyway. It's the same with Garcia. We'll never know. You know, Iro and, and Gasser gave this bullshit press conference on Monday where Gasser said, I'm the one who's leaving, but we all know he's going to get a payoff. And, and Iro trying to save face and bullshit the press by saying, I'm not going to disclose the numbers, instead of coming out and, and denying outright, saying it's nowhere near. I think he made allusion to it and said, no, 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 it's not the numbers I've heard in the press. But you should just come out and be transparent about it. And then there's no need to play this fucking game and song and dance and, and pretend and try and save face. If you come out and say, this is what it is, this is what we've negotiated, then you could do, everybody will move on from that. But the fact that they haven't done that, the question will always remain, we got fucked over and we fucked ourselves over. Well, we'll see. Um, I'm just looking at Twitter right now and just some of the rumours that are floating around or just about Mourinho and stuff. I'm... I don't know. Um, it seems like I, it's I all getting a bit I, crazy at the moment, doesn't it? Everyone's just. Yeah. I mean, even reading one here that's saying um, that Julian Fournier um, from Nice is apparently been linked coming to us. You know, one that we mentioned before, but I don't see how that's possible because Zuby Zaret has been confirmed. I don't see it. You know, there's all sorts. But the my no, point, no, point is, there's all sorts mill. of stuff going on because uh, everyone's waiting to find out what's happening. So all sorts of names are just getting thrown around. Um, yeah, and there was a big hype about Gabriel Alonso, wasn't there? And, and yeah. throughout the whole of last week, and that seems to have completely fizzled out. And no, I'd have, I'd have Heinze because I've, I've always liked the man and, and the player and the attitude and, and the, the respect he commands. And there's no bullshit approach, but he's got very little managerial experience. And I'd rather he goes to somewhere like Betis Sevilla or somewhere and fucks it up there or, or does well there and then comes to us. Then, then he comes to us and, and he completely ruins the image that we all have of him as fans, which was a, a leader and, and a bloody good warrior on the pitch who got his results in big games. And I, I worry that if he comes too early, which is what you just said about Villas Burst, maybe it's too soon for him to make this sort of move. Yeah, but can I also add some, can I also add so much about this Mourinho stuff? Mourinho has been linked to nearly every club in the frigging world. I mean, there was there was once upon a time there was room he was going to Celtic. So yeah, but he's, he has been. He has spent the last three weeks, well, the last three months even, in the press in France. He's been to a few of the Lille games. He's been to a few of the Ligue 1 games. He's been on, I don't know if you guys know, he's a consultant for being sports. Yeah, uh, yeah Middle I've seen East. it. And, and he's actually 
said that he wants to focus on Ligue 1 and not not the Premier League towards That's the end of the season, he which is what he was doing. Job, that was because he was that, after well, Tuchel's job, and Tuchel well, Tuchel, Tuchel, Tuchel anyway. has now signed a new deal, yeah, hasn't he? So, so, yeah. so I think he's that's not going to get that. Yeah. Well, he's been he's been he has been in France quite a lot. I mean, he was and, in, and uh, Lyon have, have also confirmed Juninho and Silvino as their new coaches. So th- there is really one option. There is only one option if he is going to manage in France. I don't see where else it will be. Yeah, well, the, the press and, coverage and, will the press coverage will be coverage will be like burnt ants. Soon as Mourinho yeah, starts booking yeah. up, uh, but um, yeah, he was at Monaco this weekend as well for the, the Formula One. So I could uh, Monaco going to get keep Jody next season, or are they going to clean out? Let's not think about it. Monaco had a poor season. They'll want a new coach to take them back to where they were before they lost all those players, but. I, I don't know. Yeah, how it's, to... it's not a club where you go, is it? If you're a big coach, you're not going to go and play in front of five thousand people in fucking Monaco. You, you know, if, if you're Mourinho and there's one job in France that becomes available that isn't PSG, you would you would be hoping as Mourinho that it's a club like Marseille, which is going to, if you do well and you get results, you'll have a full stadium and you'll have a full city behind you, let alone the stadium. And I think I think. Maybe he sees this as a challenge for him, which is a bit lower profile than what he's had before, but could could give him that step up. And let's face it, I've, I've never rated the guy recently because I think he's gone sour since he was at Madrid and then United. Um, but if if this brings back the, the happy Mourinho from the Inter Milan and, and early first Chelsea stint, I'd be all for it. And I, I think he's the type of guy who wouldn't let the players fuck about and he'd also would get his results that we would we would finish in the top three. I'd be very surprised if we didn't with Mourinho. I, I couldn't agree more. And uh, what else was I going to say? Yeah, it would be great, but think about it. Yeah, you may have the whole city behind you, but if you're not in, if you're in Monaco, you're not going to be able to pay tax. You know, so what would you rather do? Take prestige or more money, and then not have to worry? Oh God, I got to pay my income yeah, tax well, next morning. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he's there yet. I think he's he's probably looking for one last challenge. But hey, look, I, I think in all for in, in in to conclude this, I think we will know by the end of this week. That's my gut feeling. They will Bloody announce better. it by no, the end of this it's week. Like it's getting a bit late, isn't it? So well, you all... say that. Look, we've we've waited months to make signings before, so mm. who knows with our track record? But I would imagine that it. Get, I, I think McCall is personally involved in this decision process, and I'd be very surprised if it wasn't sorted this week. Okay, right, so I think we'll move on from this now. Um, just very quickly, a um, couple of players, um, transfer movements in and out. So, um, last, was it last weekend? Just, yeah, last Friday, I think we were we were told that Brahimi was being linked with us again and that the announcement of his arrival could actually happen in the coming days. It hasn't come, um, but um, is, it a, is it a move that you think you, you could see happening or do you think we're not going to sign any players until... Um, we uh, um, actually have a new manager in place. What do you think? Well, it's welcome to free, Series 3 of OM Country Club. Another guy who's nearly approaching 30 and we're signing another old guy who, yeah, he's, he's played all right at Porto, but I don't want him. I'm sorry, I do not want... I want young, fresh players. I don't want 30-somethings. We may have had one or two good seasons in Portugal... But when they come here, they, well, so when they come to France, they struggle. Let's not face. Let's not forget. Matroglu came from Benfica. He scored a, a swirl of goals. He came to Marseille and he was dog shit. 
So we do have a track record of players mm. going from the Portuguese league and not delivering. You're a bit yeah, package, before man. that we have Lucho. We have Lucho, but it's and, and look, Mitroglu. People bash him, but he's. If you look at the number of games played, the number of goals scored, we've had a lot worse than Mitroglu as a striker, I guess, over the last ten uh, years. I mean, I understand that, but the the way he'd come uh, off that season at Benfica. Yeah, but even now he wasn't a starter. He was a substitute. He was he was he was a, a super sub. He'd come on and nick a goal at the end of the game, and that's how he built his reputation up again. But Brahimi, <laughs> look, look. If we if we end up selling Tovin or Sanson or someone, we're going to need to to get a, a good attacking player. Brahimi, on his day, is capable of being as good as, if not better, than Tovin. If we can get a player like him on a free, because bear in mind. He's the type of player last season he was being linked with Wolves for 50 million. If we could get him on a free, I'm all for it. Sign him on a free and then we can save some money on the transfer fee with him and we can we can strengthen other positions such as left back, etc., where we need proven quality. I, I don't I I'd be I'd be for it. If you get him on a free with a not too ridiculous sign on, you know, sign on bonus, go for it. I'd, yeah. I'd welcome him. As long as he doesn't have a contract that's like four years long, though, I think, because that's the only thing that worries me. You'd sign him for three years, you'd hope, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd, you'd maybe say, two, right, three, here's three yeah, years. I don't think you, anyone but him is going to accept less than three years, unfortunately. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I would if it was like a three-year contract in a free transfer, I'm like, yeah, why not? You know, But anything, if they give him a four-year contract, I'd be pretty pissed mm. off. Um, same, same. But he's he's one of those. If he let's admit, let if he comes, we'll we'll look at the negative side. What if he comes and he has he has a similar season to Tovar statistically, but he's consistent throughout the season. As in, he creates danger and he goes on runs where he goes past three or four players. And what if next summer, similarly to what happened with Payet when he when he went to West Ham, what if a club comes in and says, right, we'll give you twenty million for him? Then, you know, for saying we signed him on a free, we'll, we'll take that. I'd bite your hand off for twenty million for someone we signed on a free who's almost thirty. So who who knows? I w- I wouldn't slag him off too early either. Yeah. Okay. Um. I just want to move on from that quickly. There's two more things I want to talk about before we finish up. Um. Just very quickly. Um. We've seen after the game against Montpellier that uh, uh, Florian uh, Escales. Um, said that he will be leaving, so his contract expires. Um, I think in the next month. Um, third choice goalkeeper. We've seen him once this season. Um, for what three minutes? I think was it something like that. Um, yeah. So a bit sad, no, that we've never really got a chance to see a player who was playing at the I think various um levels of the uh, France national team's youth system and has never really been given an opportunity um you know to see if he's good enough um you know in Ligue wouldn't you say has he played this season did he play this season i think he played against Sandrezieux didn't he he started against Sandrezieux no, was, was, was it was it Apollon he played against for about he played in Europa League you're right Ed yeah i think he i think he he also played against Sandrezieux. I may be wrong, but maybe that was that was Pulley. But I, I look if he's been around for ages, hasn't he? He's been at the club for for years. Yes, he's played at different levels in the France you've set up. But frankly, we've had three or four different managers in that time. Not one of them has given him a chance and said, "Right, we're going to we're going to bring you in as as you know the number two or the number one for a run and see how you get on." 
yes, we've had some pretty dodgy coaches in that time, but it, it you know, I refuse to believe that all four of the well, the coaches we've had since since Escales has come up from the youth ranks has had that poor judgment to let him go. And I, I think he's a type of player who will end up at, uh, you know, club in Ligue 2, somewhere like, well, I was going to say Nîmes, but they've actually got a better goalkeeper than we have right now with Bernard Denis. But yeah, he, I think he's the type of player who will end up at somewhere like Châteauroux or somewhere in, in Ligue 2. And he'll, he'll play, he'll have a nice career in the second division and that'll be it. Uh, okay, right. Um, yeah, have you got anything that you want to say about that or... You... You want to know? I'm in. I'm in pretty much in in unison with uh, with Ben. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, and just the last thing I wanted to discuss briefly before we finish up tonight, um, we had a good chat about it earlier on in the week. Marseille's new kit, <laughs> which was on show on uh, Friday night <laughs> against Montpellier, it seems to be quite divisive. Um, do you guys like it? Well, this is where I put my um, this is where I put my Trini and Susanna hat on. Um, it's not exactly a fa- <laughs> it's not exactly a, a fashion statement. It's not exactly very if you peel it from the outside, it's just a white shirt with some blue on it with the club's name on it. Let's get real. It's really have crap. Any blue on it. <laughs> no, it's it's pretty crap, to be honest with you. I'm I'm not impressed. I'm not in- I mean what goes on in these designers' heads? Right, they've had a pretty poor season, yeah. Uh any anniversaries? Can't think of any. Uh, oh, sod it! Let's put the club's name down on the sides, make it look edgy. Um, it's crap. I'll wait for the other kits. If not, I'll be searching around for a vintage one. Well, we've sort of we've sort of had a, a preview of the other kits that I'm sure will be confirmed. I don't think it's not shit, but it, it's not great. It's just average. It reminds me of Auxerre from 2001 when they had Jibril Cisse and all those players. For me, it looks exactly the same as their kit, which was dark blue very small stripes and then white all, all around with the is it the PlayStation 2 logo on it as the sponsor um, it's not great but no this, we've come to expect this from Puma they, the only kits that they get right are Dortmund they fucked up Arsenal's over the last two years who again have, have been decent but not great and, and they don't have apart from AC Milan that they've also fucked up they don't have another big name on their roster and I, I don't know what's going to happen with this whole situation whenever it does come up for expiry, but you know, Puma clearly aren't as creative as some of the Adidas kits of old have been. Uh, well, you've already said you disliked some stuff. I mean, we, we, we discussed the, the, the sort of kits from 2010 or, or the kit, the, the gold kit. Well, yeah. And specific they stand kits out. They stood out. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I, I, as I said to you the other day, I'm I'm not a fan of the the creative kits that we seem to churn out. I tend to like the the um, simple t- Marseille kits, you know, um, white, light blue, nothing too extravagant. And same with the away kits. I like the well, not light blue, but you know, the right kind of blue. Um, and I I, I I like the away kits that are blue, you know, um, and simple. I don't like all the Agreed. silly ones. Um, Actually, like I, I, I've got an issue about the shade of blue as well. I think that sometimes the blue's gone too light in some years, and I think that the original blue was always a little bit bluer than what we often see it. I don't know if anyone else feels that way, um, but sometimes I think that they go, the blue's gone lighter and lighter over years when it should actually be, you know, if you look at the kits from before the late 80s, they tend to be more of a 
solid blue. And then if you look at the kits around about the late 80s, early 90s, they're still they're, they're lighter, but they're still pretty... I know this is ridiculous. Still pretty kind of blue, but like in the last 10 years, 15 years, we get so many that are almost like Lazio or Nap, you know, blue, and I'm just like, oh, why? What's going on here? It just seems to evolve over time. And, um, and I kind of... I really liked when the 2014-2015 kit, the year we had Bielsa in charge, when they brought back a more of a normal blue colour, because I thought, actually, this is more like the original OM kits, you know? I thought it was kind of cool. Um, that was one of the ones I liked, but anyway, I'm going on a weird like, like rat. About <laughs> the, just we, we, we should be fashion too simplistic. We should be fashion designers, you know. Yeah. Be... <laughs> I just wish um, I, I wish they consulted the fans. I yeah, wish they consulted yeah, theirs and put a poll really, out. Yeah. Said, you see that, Ben? But the, the, as well, because there's some really good like um, concept you know, mock kits. Yeah, yeah, they come around oh, on, yeah. on Twitter, and I saw one that some guy had done that was um, kind of in the style of the 92 kit you know with the two stripes 91, 92 kit yep um, but that, a, that one looks but, brilliant but it's like a Puma one he's done and it looks amazing right And it's but it's got a stripe across the middle I think as well um, so good in, like, in, in any case our kit still looks better than PSG's <laughs> oh yeah that is definitely we couldn't we couldn't resist this little snipe at PSG's new kit it looks like vomit it's it, it it's shit. It looks like a Pez kit, PSG's yeah. kit. It's horrendous. Let's not talk about PSG's kit. Um, <laughs> let's not give them any more airtime than they already get. Um, yeah, I just feel like um, the new kit. I don't hate it. I think it's okay. I think it's quite simple but quite sober. But I think that it maybe just needs a bit more blue on it somewhere. And I do think that compared to last season's kit, I thought last season's kit was fucking horrible. The you know like the yeah, the orange orange logo did not help. Well that never hasn't helped for the last couple of seasons, but but it's the the sleeves I didn't like. The sleeves had this kind of like, you know, marrow blue marrow finish that looked a bit like a yeah. cotton pajama top. You it know? did you, it you, did it did stick out like a, a really, really battered thumb that had been hit in the head hit with a <laughs> hammer. Um I quite liked our away kit last season, the black and blue. It was yeah, that was nice. really good. Yeah. It was quite nice. The other one, yeah, the third it one, good. it was like the third one was a bit like the away top we wore in Europe, but it was shite. And that orange logo was ghastly. It looked like vomit. Have you guys seen that the um, rumored new sponsor is Fly Emirates? Yeah. Oh fuck you know. Well, well, there was a mug. Someone's done a mug kit with it in blue the sponsor in blue and I think that would look all right that would add a bit more blue to the kit it would make it look a bit better I was just looking at that one right there about five minutes ago that same picture um but yeah I think like I think it might it'll be a lot better than having a bright orange sponsor um so maybe it will make a difference um have you guys seen the other kits though that are the sort of we haven't they've not been announced officially but we've seen them on is it footy headlines that usually leaks all the kits um and one of the away kits is the, the the blue one has got a kind of like sort of retro style pattern on it that looks a bit reminds me a bit of like the Dutch kit in I think the nineteen eighties. Have you had a look at it? I think I've seen a picture of it, uh, but it looked from what well, someone would put a post up in it. It did look quite nice. I saw the third kit one. It had that kind of African flavour towards it with the spots. Didn't think it really rated it that much. But when we spoke. Did, weren't we supposed to bring out a kit with like a, a blue cross down the middle? 
Yeah, so uh, that was old one. school. We've done that before. We did that 20 years ago, didn't we? I, I still have that kit that I wore as a kid. The Ericsson one, which looked good. I thought that was one of our better kits. The, that, the, but what's the reason for the fourth kit? No way. We're not even playing in Europe. <laughs> what do we need another kit? Well, the third, the third kit. It's the third kit. It's the third kit, and it's so. What's we'll, the black we'll kit it, then? We'll, well, they wear it. They wear it in the um, in, in the cup games, won't they? Because they they'll think we've got to sell it. And personally, I don't think it's great, but I think it looks a lot better than the fucking orange kits we've had down the years. Yeah, I mean, actually, the kit, the the kit, not last well, the season there, but the last Adidas kit we had was okay. It was simple. It just had that shitty orange sponsor on it, you know. Um, but I thought it was a nice kit, and same with the away kit that year. It's just the sponsor that was ruining it for those ones. Um, so, but you know, man, we've always had, often had big horrible sponsors that ruin our kits. You know. Yeah, um, I mean that uh, that Eurest uh, logo. No, I don't like that. I thought it just looked shabby. <laughs> that Eurest. Bashing it again. Bashing it that, again. What that Eurest logo? It looked shabby. It looked like something you'd stick on if you were given twenty quid. But yeah, I. Okay, fair I, enough. It, I, I, I do agree that the away kit we had the season before when we were on that run in Europe, I got I smugly got it about the sponsor and it looked great, although at times I did think, have I just bought a glorified just, um, training top? Yeah, I've just had a tweet. No, sorry, I've just had a tweet from um, so France 3, who are the, you know, like ITV in France, they're the ones saying that we're talking to a bigger manager and Villas Burris is only a second choice. Right. Is that okay. a reliable source? Let's wait and see. Well, it's, you know, it's a national TV channel. Yeah. I don't think they put it out there if they didn't have some information. So okay. let's wait and see. Interesting. Well, let's see who it could be um, and what names get thrown. Uh, well, if, we ever get, if it ever gets leaked. But doesn't mean that that's the name that we're going to get, does it? So we'll see. Um, I think we'll just finish up, guys, because we are way over time. We're longer than we normally do. Um, um, and there was a lot of topics to discuss to discuss tonight so we couldn't really get give them all justice but um still some fun discussions <laughs> about kits and fucking yeah pleasure as always guys yeah, let's, pleasure. let's look to the future this this season's over Garcia's fucked off thanks mate you know let's let's hope we get someone better in and we get we do have a better yeah. season next season but yeah let's thanks get, for listening guys let's get ready for season let's, let's get ready for season two of Marseille View yeah, so hey. our last, well, our last um, podcast of the season, actually, I forgot to mention that at the start, but I'm hoping that we'll try and get a couple of episodes out over the summer, just kind of, um, you know, going through the Mercato, talking about players coming in, coming and going, so we're not going to be completely absent, you know, before the season starts, but um, thank you very much for listening, and um, thank you guys for taking part. A pleasure as always, take care guys. Lovely. See ya. Good night. Thanks, everyone. Bye.